0: cherish some quiet mornings like this. With my dog sitting on the bed. Every once in a while you'll hear them snoring. And there's peace in this because it's quiet. I haven't turned on a television or listened to any music or anything. And the quiet is sometimes what we need in our lives, and it allows a lot of self-reflection, introspection, and not necessarily ruminating about what you've done in the past, but just kind of taking some time for some inquiry, and with our social media, it's very tempting to find out not only what's going on in other people's lives but how other people respond to what we're posting and I've been a part of that for so long and I've recognized that it doesn't make me any more or less happy and in fact it makes me a little bit as the years go by, it makes me less inclined to share everything and more satisfied with being alone and spending time in solitude. And certainly my time in solitude is something I cherish more and more as my job in education kind of tugs at me pulls a lot of my energy away from me so I like to come home and spend time in some quiet one book I picked up several years ago actually not not too long ago um, is by Michael Harris and he's a journalist he wrote this book Solitude in pursuit of a singular life in a crowded world and it's absolutely fascinating all the research that he puts into this, this book, he really um, does an incredible amount of research about digital distractions and how they don't make us any happier, but it's important to spend time in some quiet. And he went out to the woods for a week, similar to what Walden, I'm sorry, Thoreau did, and so, just one, he only spends one of these chapters talking about this, this time in the woods, and I wanted to share this with you. He writes By day four at the cabin, I have, out of necessity, changed my attitude. One cannot stare at the ocean for a week waiting for epiphanies, to watch pots and all that. So I look around, narrow my eyes. Around this time, it occurs me that Thoreau wasn't the only guy who liked living in a solitary cabin. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, lived alone in the woods, too. There's a right way and a wrong way to go about this. I go on enormous hikes through the woods. I begin to notice things I never noticed in all the years I've been coming here with carloads of other people. There are boulders of massive granite strewn everywhere, which does not match the shale and sandstone the island is made of. These boulders, with their toupees of stringy moss, look like catapult ammo from a skirmish in heaven. They are rude and magnificent and utterly out of place. It must have been a receding glacier that left them 20,000 years ago. The larger trees, and only the larger trees have charred black marks on the first four meters of their trunks signs of a massive forest fire that must have taken place a century ago. Time deepens, deepens terribly so that I suffer vertigo to look into the green and black tangle. So yeah spending time in solitude can can be detrimental to your health if you enter it from a place of fear and allow that fear to overtake you. But welcoming solitude and choosing solitude as a place of rest rather than uh, maybe not escape but um, hatred for the outer world um, is, is an important perspective to adopt so yes a lot of people fear being in solitude because they fear being alone and that's something to reconcile with you if, with yourself after a while but it just takes a little bit of time a little bit of patience with yourself and then Again, reconciling yourself with maybe some of the mistakes that you made and choosing the peaceful absence from the rest of the world rather than a hateful one. And I know Henry Nowen talks about this creative absence, this... Retreat from the world so you can gather positive energy and then eventually emerge renewed with a fresh perspective and a healthy perspective so they can go back into the world with peace and with gratitude. So have a peaceful day.